Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. And we may say unto him, What doest thou? 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. We're going to go down through the whole chapter here. Second Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of God that is denying the power thereof, and such turn away. Verse 6, For of this sort are they which creep into houses, lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jamfries withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Verse 10, that thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, Charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, truly first unto all good works. We're going to look here in this message at the love, the convenience, and the false god of pleasure. In describing these perilous times, Paul, writing to the inspiration of God in verse 2, writes, For men shall be lovers of their own the love of convenience and the love of pleasure go hand in hand. And really, nowhere more is this seen 
in than in sexual relations. Sexual relations is where this connection between love of convenience and love of pleasure. Uh, so often, more than any other area, I would say, uh, is manifested as going hand in hand. For example, in verse 3, We read about without natural affection, truce breakers. Truce breakers, you think of divorce. I was just speaking with a young lady today, and I told her that the main reason why the divorce rate is so high in this country is because the love of convenience drives individuals to to want to give up so quick in the battle. Yea, the battles of life. And so often, you know, today we see, uh, we hear people getting divorced over the most silly, most foolish reasons. Without natural affection, you know, when you think of the sodomite, the one that uh, men have termed homosexuals, they have considered, they have looked at, by way of love of convenience, they have deemed it not convenient to try and relate any longer to the opposite sex. So, serving the God pleasure by way of their love of convenience, serving convenience rather than Christ, they become all more an abomination in the sight of God without natural affection. Truth breakers. Fierce despisers of those that are good. Sodomites tend to be very fierce, and they, no doubt, are despisers of those that are good. They could be an unthankful. Verse 2 talks about unthankful. The love of convenience that drives one to love pleasure as they love her of pleasure more than they love her of God, is the very thing that makes one unthankful for the lessons that could otherwise be learned and would be learned through the hard times of life. As we read here in verse 12, 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Again, suffering persecution for Christ Jesus is never going to be convenient for one's flesh, for one's sinful nature. And so, many of in a professing church today, especially here in the United States of America, are 
strive in verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, we are told. They would rather have a form of godliness which denies the power than confess to the ungodly how Christ died for them as one of the ungodly and risk suffering persecution for his name's sake. And therefore, they do not continue in the things which they have learned. And they themselves have never been assured of those things, as Timothy himself was assured. And they know not the one of whom those things were learned, as Timothy knew the one of whom those things were learned. And Paul wrote to Timothy, but continue thou the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. For men should be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, covetous. They don't covet the earnest blessings of heaven. Those who love convenience, they covet convenience. They covet the simple pleasures that feed the very convenience which they covet. Covetous, boasters, proud, 
blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers. How does love of convenience play into false accusing? I'll tell you how. When someone makes an accusation against someone, how quick, how quick are we, by nature, to run with whatever accusation we hear rather than find out if the accusation is true? Because ultimately, it may not seem very convenient to do some searching on the matter. It may mean costing some time that you covet more than knowing the truth about someone. Incompetent. Incompetent. Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. I think of incontinent, I think of men not being men of their word, women who are not women of their word. Fierce, despises those that are good. Traitors, traitors. Comes to my mind here is how someone will show themselves so friendly. One moment. Why? Think of the traitor Judas himself. But when it seems convenient for 30 pieces of silver, all of a sudden, he or she is ready to give the Judas kiss. Again, pride. Yeah. Seems convenient. Seemed very convenient to Judas. He sold those 30 pieces of silver. But I asked him how convenient it was when he stands before Jesus Christ. Heavy, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. You see, this love of convenience, this convenient mindset, how how one can make his or her life easier for him or herself plays into all of these things mentioned here at the beginning of Second Timothy. And again, especially in the Western world of modern technology having advanced in the manner that it has advanced and is advancing, what I consider book of Revelation, from what is contained therein concerning the mark of the beast, I believe the mark of the beast can be defined as God's judgment on a world that has become drunk on the love of convenience and the God of pleasure. And being drunk on the love of convenience. How many deem the mark of the beast 
what God calls the mark of the beast, how many of them will deem it? Not convenient to refuse. But how many of them will receive it just so they don't have to have their pleasure denied? All, but all the will of godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution now and then. One more reason why I say, and I'm dogmatic on this, that before the rapture, before the catching away of the church, persecution will come to the professing church in America. It's because it will be God's way of saying to all, to all who sit in the churches, choose you this day whom you will serve. The Lord of heaven and earth, or the love of convenience and the God of pleasure. Verse 7 talks about these souls having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth because the very spirit whereby they are driven to come convenience, to come ease in this life, and that has them appealing to the rule of the flesh and the devil for pleasure. The very spirit to drive them to Christ the spirit of truth whereby and whereby one can only come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 8, Now against the memories which stood Moses, so did these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They resist the truth. They shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. And on that note, I'll conclude with this. Revelation 20, verse 10 to 15. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. Verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged to every man according to their works. 
and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I'll make one more note. Second Timothy 3, verse 3, without natural affection. Think of abortion, which is murder. Abortion. Why do souls abort an innocent child, an innocent soul in the womb of its mother? The reason is because they covet convenience and they deem that child to be an inconvenience while they all mortal covet the very pleasure whereby that woman herself was impregnated thou shalt not kill Proverbs declare these six things do the Lord hate yea seven are an abomination unto him a proud look a lying tongue hands shed innocent blood be swift and run the mischief and hearts divide with wicked imaginations. False witnesses speak of lies and so discord among the brethren. Revelation 21, verse 8 of the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters. And all liars saw their part in the lake which burnt with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We need to repent on behalf of the churches in this nation as well as this nation. The wickedness that goes on herein. We need to pray for the outpouring of God's Spirit. And may we all the more seek God daily through all Scripture given by inspiration of Him the Most High, even as it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly first unto all good works. For you who are not born again, Jesus said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. St. John 3, verse 7, Romans 3, 23, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3, verse 10. Romans 5, verse 8 and 9, but God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Sinner, no man cometh unto the Father but by him. This is a faithful saint and worthy of all acceptation. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners whom I am chief. It is written, 2 Timothy 2, verse 8, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Verse 9, 
Christ suffered trouble as an evildoer, even under bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, sinner. Yes, even as you believe on him, men may and will indeed speak evil of you if you live for him. The word of God is not bound. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, the very word of God whereby you receive faith, whereby you are saved. The very word of God that will keep you and will strengthen you in the midst of the battle will help you to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For it is written in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, and amen should boast. Romans 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin and death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Trust in him alone, sinner. Put your faith in his blood that was shed for you. Without the shed of blood, there's no remission. We're told in the book of Hebrews. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. All sin. There's no need for purgatory. The place does not exist. There's one God that will meet between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and even as you, name the name of Christ, may you depart from evil. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil. Again, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse. For cursed be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. We're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.